0: Welcome to the Man Up, Man Down podcast, presented by Folker Baluda and David Pawsey. We discuss the pressures and challenges faced by men approaching middle age that we're often too embarrassed to speak about with our friends. You can find us online at www.manupdown.com. Enjoy the show and don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review.
1: So, welcome to another episode to Men Up, Men Down. Um, if I say time of recording, it's another lovely, actually sunny, cold. What should I say, um, Friday morning or Friday, Friday lunchtime. So today we welcome Jason Smith. So Jason and I met through some well-being connection a few years ago, actually during lockdown. He's a former CMO of a multi-billion-dollar global media business who decided to completely changed his life as he approached his 50th birthday. So, you know, if I say I'm, I'm all, you know, if I'm all interested in what happens when you turn 50, because I'm only going to turn 46 this year. So he's fed up with, or he was fed up, or he's fed up with lackluster energy and the lifestyle. Jason embraced, so he embraced health and fitness. Can't read this morning. He embraced health and fitness and embarked on a remarkable personal transformation, losing 20 kilograms in weight self-correcting several ailments, and gaining a lust for life he hadn't experienced since his teens. Um, which I just, you know, in itself find, find, find mind-boggling. So, as a fully qualified coach and personal trainer, Jason now helps tens of thousands of middle-aged men to live a better, healthier life through his fast-growing social media fans and PT clients. You, you probably should have read it all, Jason. So first of all, well, welcome to our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Malka. <laughs> I always love to start an episode with a, a few laughs, but also, you know, stumbling on, on, on reading out uh, introductions. I mean, there's so much in there already. I mean, losing 20 kilos. Um, I mean, yes. I was just saying, I lost 10 kilos recently, and I do that every few years. I know how to do it. I just eat less for, for a <laughs> few months. I drink less, and eventually I get to the point where I can't do that anymore because I'm getting too old and metabolism slows down but, but
0: yeah just, so I tell us the like, story it depends on where you start from there Volk, okay. and, 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 and i think my my start point may have been a little higher than yours <laughs> or oh, was it okay you
1: I, I can show you pictures but let's uh let's see if that folly. <laughs> so so where, where where do we start tell, tell us what happened i mean when i first met you which was i think a couple couple years ago now during lockdown you know, you, I just said that, you know, before we went live, you didn't strike me as someone who had 20 kilos to lose. So what's it prior to that you were saying?
0: Yeah, prior to that. So before that, I suppose I lived what I would describe as a fairly typical middle-aged life. You know, I had a a busy job. I had lots of responsibilities. I could make the excuse that I had little time for, for anything else. And as a result, my my overall health and, and well-being um, suffered. But I think you know, I didn't really realize that. It was, you know, I didn't feel particularly bad. I didn't feel ill or, you know, I wasn't getting out of breath going upstairs or anything like that. But I wasn't feeling, you know, as though I had loads of energy that I, I, you know, that, that I had assessed for life. And over a period of time, I think that I deteriorated a little more. So I came out of the corporate world, set up as a as a consultant, and did that for a couple of years in a typical business consulting field. And two years into that, I kind of decided I'd, I'd had enough. And I'd reached this, this position in my life where I knew with absolute clarity what I didn't want to do, which was pretty much everything that I had done before. But I didn't know what I did want to do. And that was a fairly horrible place to be in. And I kind of lost my identity a little bit, and as a result of that, and frankly, some some bad habits, um, my my health, uh, my my physical and mental health deteriorated uh, quite significantly and quite quickly. And then I turned forty nine. I kind of realized, well, you know, I'm I'm definitely more than halfway through my life now. My 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 years are numbered. What and you know how many. How many years are left is, is anybody's guess? And I, I, I thought to myself, I'd better, better start doing something different. I, I, I don't want to feel like this anymore. And one day I was flicking through uh, an Instagram feed. A friend of mine had posted this picture of a still from the film The Hobbit. And it showed Bilbo Baggins running through the shire with a look of sheer excitement and joy on his face. And underneath it were the words, I'm going on an adventure. And I don't know how or why, but it just stopped me in my trucks. And I looked and I stared at this picture for, it seemed like hours, but probably only minutes. And I just thought, that's how I want to feel. That's how I want to live my life. I want to feel that joy, that sense of adventure, that, that thrill, that, um, that sense of energy, the, of excitement. And everything changed. Everything changed in an instant you know my my mindset changed i i sat down and i wrote a list of all the things that i i wanted to do all the things that i wanted to experience the things that i wanted to feel emotionally and physically and then decided to to look at well okay how do, how do i actually do this and then over the the course of the next few months i i embarked on as you said in the the intro a health and fitness um uh, transformation so I changed my diet, cut out all of the the processed rubbish, was quite careful with, you know, simple carbohydrates, et cetera, cut down on uh, on sugars and fats. Uh, I took up trail running. Uh, I joined a gym and started working out regularly. I took swimming lessons, even tennis lessons, and just started doing a whole host of things that, you know, that, that, that made me happy, but would also uh, contribute to, to a, a, a better sense of well-being and fitness and up. And it was quite remarkable. So this was all in around about this time of year, actually, kind of January, February, March time. And by the May of that same year, I had lost the 20 kilograms. Uh, I'd gone down from about 94 kilos to 72. My body fat had gone from about 28 to around about 11 or 12 at that point. My BMI had dropped from levels that were classed as obese into levels that are classed as normal i had hypertension that went from 140 over something to uh, 120 over something so a a a normal range and and subsequently dropped since as well my vo2 max my cardio fitness went up from around about 32 to the high 40s i had a bag full of energy and just felt like a, a completely different person and i remember uh, we went on a, a family holiday in that may and I can honestly say i, I probably had, you know at that point I'd never felt so good about myself myself I had you know a, a new sense of of confidence of self respect a, a a much stronger self image and you know incredibly importantly I was a much better person for you know my my family my wife my son, and a much better person for my for my wider family and friends too and I, I felt so good. I, I reached the conclusion of, well, why would you want to feel any, any different? And I knew how I could feel different, which would be to stop doing what I had been doing. So I decided to, to just keep it going and, and even up the ante a little. And then, over a period of time, you know, whilst being a member of the gym, I saw a lot of people in my kind of age bracket who were struggling. They, you know, some had, had, were working with personal trainers. And typically, those personal trainers were at least half their age, very, very good personal trainers. But, you know, because of their number of years and the amount of experience of life that they have associated with that, you know, I noticed I didn't really have that much rapport with this older clientele. And it made me realize that maybe, you know, I could help more people do what I've done and feel what I feel because, you know, i Really did feel a million dollars, and if you can help somebody feel a million dollars, then what a great thing to do. So, having been in the start point of you know, I, no, knowing absolutely what I didn't want to do, but not knowing what I I did want to do, now I had a clear vision and a clear purpose of of, of what I wanted to do, and how I could contribute to people. So, um I mean, you've obviously talked about the
2: well, you wanted more energy. Well, you know, you just wanted something different. I mean, sort of the more that you got to the other side, did that shine a light on how bad you had been feeling? As in, you know, you were like, something needs to change. But did that almost make you realise, like, how, for want of a better phrase, how low you had sunk?
0: Yeah. And I think, um, you know, low is a very good term in, in lots of ways to describe where I was because, you know, physically I was, I was certainly lower, uh, emotionally I was lower, but you know, mentally I was lower as well. I, I was on antidepressants that had been prescribed from the, uh, from the local GP. I didn't feel good about myself. You know, I was depressed that I think is, is, uh, I, I probably wouldn't describe myself as depressed, but you know, the doctors did and, 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 and would. And I, th- I just wonder how many people are in a similar kind of position to that in you know in in behind closed doors etc. I didn't want to admit it to myself because it was like admitting some kind of failure. I didn't talk to anybody else about it apart from uh, my GP. And yeah, I was in a I was in a pretty pretty bad point and a pretty bad position. But to your point, I think yeah once I and once I did start to feel differently by doing different things and by by having fun frankly yeah it did shine a light on the life i was living before and you know why i was feeling depressed why i was overweight why i I had such uh, a low amount of energy and when you have that kind of comparison of a of a before and after particularly in a reasonably short time period it really makes you want to keep it going you don't want to go back to those those dark days you you feel you feel good in lots of different ways and you want to keep that feeling for as long as you can so um i mean you sort of you 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 know the way that you describe
2: it you make it sound so easy It's oh well i cut out you know complex carbs and you know i mean what what was that journey like? Well, my weight goes up and down. We Volker's mentioned about how you know he's lost ten kilos. Um, I haven't, um, but I mean, I, I go through periods where, you know, I've done triathlons, I've done ultra marathons. At the moment, I'm I'm playing um, as Volker likes to hear. I, I go. Because my my BMI meant that I qualified for a man versus fat football, um, which is, you know, sort of one of the best, like, half an hour, hour of my week. I've, you know, yeah, got into a bit of a rut where I'm not, you know, other than the football, you know, I'm not doing as much as I'd like, partly because work's got a lot busier, you know, family pressures. So, yeah, I mean, how, you know, how do you put those steps in? Because you know, surely it's not quite as simple as just cutting everything out. I mean, you you know, you obviously mentioned mindset change, and, and I think that is you know that's always going to be the most powerful element. But sometimes, you know, you do need to see you know the small the small stepping stones rather than you know, I mean, and you know, just for the listeners, Jason has showed us his guns. <laughs> um, you know, how how do you sort of go from that first week first couple of weeks to you know
0: then being a personal trainer i mean what is important to say is that before you know my d-day my decision day it's not like i hadn't tried i trained martial arts three four sometimes five times a week uh, i would run occasionally my diet wasn't brilliant i drank too much and I, I had this notion that I wanted to feel fitter but and 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 feel everything that I previously described, but kind of really didn't know how to. And I think part of the reason why I really didn't know how to was I didn't I didn't believe I could to an extent. And what changed as a result of uh, good old Bilbo was a belief change. All of a sudden, I thought. I can do this that can be me I can feel this way I can live this this type of life it it might sound oversimplistic again and I will expand on it but in essence what I did was think about the person I wanted to be and think about what that person does that person eats well you know so my diet went from you know kind of ready meals <laughs> lots of snacking on things that aren't particularly great for you you know kind of sugary uh, breakfast cereals etc to a very clean diet um so cutting down on bread cutting down on uh, pasta cutting down on uh, on rice and eating a lot of protein so a typical meal you know when i first started this and was going through uh, the weight loss period would be, you know, something like salmon maybe or, or some type of fish or chicken or turkey, you know, a, a lean protein provider. I did actually also go through a vegan period, but that was later later on. So substituting, you know, the meats and the fish for tofu and various other uh, protein providers with rain- what I describe as rainbow vegetables. So these are things like uh, peppers, red onions, courgettes, which i I would just uh, just grill in grill in the oven. my my lunch would be uh, something like sourdough with with scrambled eggs, and my breakfast would be, you know something much more wholesome like a porridge or oats uh, and a yogurt. So the number of calories that I was consuming definitely reduced. The quality of the calories that I was consuming definitely increased and improved. and I became a lot more active. so, The person I wanted to be, and almost, you know, kind of directly related to Bilbo running through the shire, would be running through the fields. And so trail running. And, you know, where I live, I'm very lucky um, because there's some very, very nice hilly countryside, very close by. That literally did fill me with joy, just being out in the fresh air this time of year, as Volker described right at the start of it, you know, on a sunny day with, with cold air, it it really made me feel alive, you know, running through the, the the paths, and you got squirrels and rabbits kind of clearing away for you. You get deer running through the through the trees, you know, alongside you and things. And I just thought, I don't want to you know kind of paint a picture of a Disney film or something, but it was it it just felt felt so good, and I and made me feel feel really good. And so, you know, when I first started the trail running, I couldn't run up the hills. I, I could run down them, you know, steadily, but I'd have to stop and walk. And But that was okay. That was fine because I was out there doing it. It gave, gave me an opportunity whilst I was getting my breath back to taking the view and to look around me and just just embrace my surroundings. Were you training for something or were you just literally running for the joy of it? Just running for the joy of it and, um, and, and really experiencing the, the joy of it as well. And, you know, on a day like uh, like today that Volk has described, yeah, it, it y- you can imagine it being beautiful, but it's just as beautiful when you're doing it out in the rain and you're splashing through the mud. It's it's, you know, remember when we were kids and uh, be <laughs> uh, in the woods and you'd be jumping puddles and you'd yeah. be, you know, climbing trees away. You, you get that same sense of fun, adventure, etc. And so, yeah, that was a, a big part of 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 the change. And then the other part was uh, I mentioned swimming and tennis. You know, swimming, I'm I'm, I'm a, I was a self-taught swimmer, so you know if I I I could kind of get by, but I didn't know how to do the, the you know the crawl or the or a breaststroke properly. You know, my, my face wouldn't go in the water, for example. I, I wanted to to play tennis because I you know it, it looked such a great and social fun game. Uh, so I taught lessons in them and um, bought myself up, and uh, you know again got to a, got to a level in a reasonable amount of time where I felt, you know, felt pretty comfortable in a swimming pool or, you know, on a social basis, uh, having a, a knock around on a tennis court. So all of those things kind of came together to make me feel better and to help me kind of live the life that I'd pictured myself. And then the other side of it was just joining the gym, which, you know, uh, I know there's many people in the world that, well, some people that, 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 that a gym would, you know, kind of frighten them to death. Some people that it's a, a turn off. I just wanted to do it because I, I wanted to build some strength. As we age, our bodies get weaker, you know, the rate of decline increases. And I thought, well, I want to try and make sure that I, I, you know, still got some strength in, in me. And I ended up really enjoying that too. You know, I enjoyed the... um uh, the buzz that they gave me, you know, exercise of all types, but particularly uh, resistance training produces dopamine, which makes you just feel feel great and and relaxed afterwards. Uh, you know, you've got that nice, happy glow to you. And, and that was, you know, that was something that I, I really got into, hence the guns that you described earlier. <laughs> you <can't laughs> from the tails or the tennis court, they, they came. Made up, men down is sponsored by WellDoing.
1: It's a great platform for finding a therapist or counselor. They only accept verified professionals and they make it really easy to find one who is right for you. You can also use their personalized matching service so your availability, budget and needs are expertly matched with just the right person. If you didn't already know, success in therapy is down to making a great match with your counselor and the people at WellDoing really know how to make that happen. Plus, they have loads of stories, videos, and interviews to support your mental health. Take a look at welldoing.org. I mean, did did you work with a coach when you went through the transition, or did you coach yourself? Because no, you know, okay, so. at it a little bit from from, as a, from a coach perspective, there's there's definitely an element of obviously moving, you know, typical moving away from you know, see the the state you're in. But then there's a lot of vision. You said the vision, purpose, purpose, contribution. I think that's what a lot of men are lacking. You know, quite frankly, I'm I'm going a little bit to the face at the moment, thinking about you know, it's the life I'm living at the moment. The, the life I want to be living, right? I mean, you mentioned you know, kids, family, right? Having less time. You you have all the excuses, right? You're busy businessman, right? That's what we do, right? We 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 as a breadwinner, we have to be busy. Or you know, David's you know David is a stay at home dad, right? But uh, you know, it's it's not always a breadwinner, but it's it's this this mentality, right? Was that easy to shift that bit and 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 actually go like, oh, wait a second, you know, I can I can change my life, right? I don't have to prove to anyone that I'm, you know, I am or I was the CMO of a big company, right? I I, I can be who I am. Does that kind of make sense? I don't know.
0: Yeah, I think um, yes, it does absolutely make sense. And and so directly answer the question, I didn't uh, employ a coach. But I do feel as though I was well-experienced and educated to be able to do that because, you know, in my in my early 20s, I think I was kind of introduced to, not not personally, but introduced to Tony Robbins and a lot of his material. And I'd used that, you know, during a, a good portion of my life, particularly in, in the early uh, years of my career, very much focused on building my career to... You know, to help me uh, to do better, to do better in the in the work environment. Um, now, what I think happened for a period of time was that my ego took over. So, you know, here I was, I, w- I had this high-powered position, lots of people working for me, lots of kind of kudos that's attached to that. When somebody asked me what I did for a living, somebody that you know been introduced to at a, a party, I felt good telling them um, what it was. You know, when I, when I came out of that and, and kind of came out of the consulting, I lost, I lost that identity and the ego beat me up for it. It's kind of, kind of almost like, why have you done this? And then I think I was very fortunate in that once my brain had flipped, I kind of knew what to do. I knew that I needed to create this vision, this purpose, this why, that would in effect kind of guide me. I mean, Tony Robbins would say something like the you know the, the why is the most important. If you've got your why, the the what and the how will follow. And that's kind of kind of exactly what what happened. And it has been happening since. So yeah, I, I I felt as though all of a sudden I had I could remember things that I hadn't used for you know a good few years in terms of personal developments and. And that type of type of material that all of a sudden was going to help me again, and it did. That's that's quite fascinating because,
2: yeah, you, well, I mean, well, to start with, I mean, there, there's a Tony Robbins quote that that I always sort of think of is if you know to change your mental state, change your physical state. Yes. Um, so, I mean, well, so a, a question then: um, how you know how much do you feel that exercise was? To change the mental state what you know was it because like you sort of talk about feeling better i mean that's very different to, to looking better or you know or losing weight so how much of a driver was that sort of changing your your mental state
0: oh big big part of it and you know what i described before about the the trail running in particular but also you know feeling so well i couldn't swim properly before now i can swim you know the you, i had this sense of of growth, of of um of progress in my life that i I hadn't really experienced for a for a few years. So there was that part of it, and that creates a sense of you know achievement, pride, and all of those of things, which makes you makes you feel good. You know, the the actual fact of um you know doing exercise does create hormones that make you feel better, endorphins, dopamine. We've already mentioned. I think most importantly, it it gave me. It gave me a new identity. So I'd gone from being, you know, the, I wouldn't really say the big corporate bigwig or anything like that, but somebody, you know, somebody with a a good, responsible uh, corporate position into somebody now who was, you know, fit, healthy in mind and body. And that identity kind of helped me to develop more confidence. It helped me to do things again that I, you know, possibly wouldn't have, well, definitely wouldn't have done when I was in my darkest days and, you know, people started to interact with me differently, you know, people, um, uh, that I knew so, oh, what's, what's happened to you? You look, you know, you look great or whatever. Um, and so that's, that really kind of helped me mentally get to a much better position to, to than where I was before. You know, the, 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 the I, I was on, uh, antidepressants. I was also on, um, uh, blood pressure tablets as well. You know, they they all got stopped within two or three months um, of this happening. The, the the change mentally and physically was quite quite dramatic. I mean, one of the things and I've still got it now. I I I wear an Apple Watch, and I you know, one thing actually that really helped during this progress is that I monitored everything. Well, I got my Apple Watch that would tell me what my cardio fitness was, the VO2 max. It would tell me what my heart rate was. If one of the things I noticed pretty quickly when I started to change the diet and started exercising was my waking heart rate, which, you know, had been kind of bumping along in the kind of low to mid 70s, which, you know, it, it's not great, but it's not anything to be worried or concerned about. All of a sudden it was dropping down into the high 60s and the low 60s and into the 50s. And two or three weeks into this, it was you know in the low fifties, and then ultimately going into the into the high forties, which is a you know a great sign of of heart health and cardio fitness. And I just remember thinking, well, wow, you know this the, when I went to the GP and they stopped my tablets, and you know, oh the other thing I didn't mention was the um, uh, cholesterol. You know, my cholesterol went from seven point three to under five I've been the, the, the limit over this period as well you know the GP was amazed because it had all been you know I, yes I was on tablets but you know what had made the difference was self-administered it was, was me changing my lifestyle and um, yeah I mean so with all of that evidence behind me that made me feel really good about myself mentally and you know the, the, the any of the, the darkness that I used to experience kind of disappeared as a as a result i had purpose i had and particularly once i thought right i want to help other people do this you know i had self-confidence i had self-respect i'd achieved something i had that sense of achievement and the pride that goes with that and i felt good about myself for the first time in a while and and therefore yeah it it was a it was a big step change so
2: um so i'll I'll let volker get in and ask some questions in a minute um i mean you're talking about this you know sense of purpose and accomplishment i mean would you say that these were things that that were lacking in your you know when you were in the corporate world i mean you sort of said that you used to you know enjoy the fact that you could introduce yourself to parties as well you know i'm the cmo for this organization all fake though
0: you know, it was it was a badge rather than uh, it was a badge to wear rather than something I felt um, What's different now is that I feel that everything inside, you know, and and what I portray now in any interaction that I have is you know absolutely authentic and, and genuine. It's like that I I feel you know completely congruent in myself now, whereas I didn't before because yeah, during that corporate life, you know, with a a a. a I, I have one child uh, a boy leaving him um with nannies every day um really up so you know yeah great you, i've got this wonderful job i'm traveling to you know texas or whatever it might be but actually i'm leaving my kid behind and i'd much rather like speedy spending time with him you know putting him into bed having fun with him and you know helping shape it so there was incongruence in that world whereas now um that's uh Everything that I do is 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 completely aligned. Yeah, I, I mean, if I,
1: say I don't know what I just, what I want to say. I, I do. I think. Don't know how to say. It. I think we all have gone through that, right? Or a lot of people have. And and I think I mentioned it on a podcast before that I I used to prioritize work over my sick child and sick wife, and I think I apologized for it before, but it was. I say it felt right at the time. It felt like the right thing to do, right? As you say, it's a it's almost a badge of honor. Like, right? you know, I, I I need to feed the family. I need to go to work, right? I have the title. I earn the money. And it took me quite some time to get to the stage where I'm now, where I'm going. Like, it's just fucking work, right? This 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 is my family. It's so much more important. And over the last, um, you know, a time of recording, I I got recommended a book about about manhood and and father son relationship. And I spend a lot of time with, with my son. So I have two sons, you know, it's if I say individually, and it it already made such a difference. I mean, if I say, funny enough, at the time of recording, my youngest has his birthday, and uh, because he, he suffered during lockdown, etc. cetera, there's, for, for me, it's a, it's, it's a much bigger birthday. It's, it's not the number. It's like, for me, he, he came out on the other end now, you know, with, 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 with some help, etc. cetera. And... Uh, so it's so quite an emotional day for me today to, to, to see him, if I say grown up, and and it's not the age itself, but him, you know, like going into a new chapter in, in, in his life. Yeah, I think I would would hate to miss that. So I, I actually canceled calls this morning. I'm like, I'm not available this morning. Like, you know, I, I can't do eight o'clock, you know, I can't do nine o'clock, you know, I see, I see him off to school. And... Yeah, ten years ago it would have been different. It would have been like, oh yeah, I, you know, I, I give you a quick ring or you know, I you know, here's here's a present off off you go. And I think realizing that as a middle aged man, or oh, the question is, is, do we only realize it as middle aged men? I mean, or is you know, can, can we do it before? Can can we fix this before? Because I, it has, and I deliberately use the word fix because I think we all agree it's wrong.
0: But it's almost we're programmed to do it. I love that. Makes I think I think it's kind of expected of us. I think you know we we in the West grow up in, a, and, and you know possibly other places as well. I don't know, but we grow up in a culture where you know the as as, as much of all progress has been made in terms of equality and everything else. You know there is still this this stereotype of um, you know the male is the hunter-gatherer, the provider, the you know, the, the that 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 role within within the family. And even if it's not, you know, that that's as strong openly in society, I think we as men still feel that. I remember reading actually, and this was when I was in my dark days, and actually it didn't help lighten things much at all. There was an article in it was either a squire or GQ written by Tony Parsons. And it was Talking about um, a stay-at-home dads, which you know for that period that's that's what I I had become, and it was absolutely crucifying them. You know, essentially saying they're not real men. You know, they the the wives are going to leave them because they don't respect them as real men. It made me so mad, and whilst it it didn't lighten my uh, my mood much, it did give me a bloody strong determination to to say no, that is not what this this is about. And, um, you know, we live in a different world, sorry, mate, but, you know, a man is a man regardless of, of what role they choose to play in life. And, but I do think that within a lot of us, you know, you know I did feel that personally, you know, I did feel that I, and similar to what you were saying, Volker, you know, I remember actually when, uh, my father was, um, uh, was diagnosed with, with cancer and I had to fly out to Philadelphia, um, the following day and guess what? I go on the plane you know because I thought that's what I had to do you know because I that that's that's my um that's my role that's my role in life and I, I think many of us kind of suffer from that if suffer is the right word yeah um because I, I, th- I think you're right we, we inherited it from
1: from from society right and it's it's slowly changing I mean D- David will have something to say about stay at home dad so you're not a real man then David right <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, you know, if you could see everybody, you'd see that I am a real man, but um, yeah, I mean, I worked well worked at the Financial Times, and that's when my daughter was born and um and at the time, you know I was sort of going to like eat a lot of evening dues and and I thought actually I don't you know I don't really want to be doing this anymore, I just want to do my nine to five, come home and see my daughter. so you know, I then moved to local government. Like comms department there, and you know something that I've mentioned many times. I'm in a very fortunate position where you know my my well my wife still getting used to that. We got married quite recently, (laughs) but we've been together for congratulations. Thank you for like 15 years. Um, so yeah, it's 15 years of saying my partner or my girlfriend, and now saying my wife. But um, (laughs) well, a you know I was feeling quite burnt out. Yeah, didn't feel like I had much purpose in what I was doing. And, you know, it's like, well, why? What's the point in me going to work to literally cover nursery fees when, you know, I can spend time with my daughter? And by the time my son was born, I was doing freelance work sort of around that. When my son was born, work was going quite well. It didn't go so well. Well, we had a nanny, and it didn't go so well. So I then had to say to the nanny, who you know we're still really good friends with. Yeah, sorry, I'm gonna have to step in. And and yeah, you know that at the time it was like, oh, I failed. You know, I failed at my, well, being a man. And you know, and and I, you know, I feel like the relationship I've got with my children, and and that was always a conscious thing. But you know, and as I say, I was it's lucky I know that. There's not many families that can rely on, you know, a sole income. I have times where I look at friends and think, oh, yeah, I could be jetting off to Texas or, you know, their their life seems so cool. But, you know, now, you know, I'm sort of coming through the other side. The children are, well, now 11, sorry, 10 and 13. So, you know, they're getting more independent. I am, you know, work. Well, yeah, do a lot more work than, than I did. But yeah, you know it's still that sort of thing of of you know i've I've missed out on an element of my life, but I know that you know it it won't be something that I regret you know I won't lay on my deathbed thinking, why the fuck did I spend so much time with the children when I could have been you know
0: discussing spreadsheets <laughs> with a line manager yeah. And that that's the thing to hang on to, isn't it? Because that, that at the end that's all that matters. And I don't know. I, I, I still think that we, we we have this um within you know, the kind of male half of the of the population. Yeah, we we still have this maybe not a societal expectation on a, of us so much now, but probably an internal station of ourselves. And it's when it was certainly, from my perspective, when I wasn't meeting that expectation, that things started to go wrong. And I guess what I did was change the expectation, ultimately. So my expectation was, you know, you've got to be this this uh, this person with a high-powered job and you know, providing a decent salary and all of the perks for your family. But all of a sudden, that that changed to no. You know, my the expectation of me is firstly that I'm going to be the best like I can be for myself, and then I can be best. person i can be for for other people that obviously started off with my my closest family but then expanded out into into other people and you know i I say to people now if i could bottle up and sell you know or even give away you know how i feel as a result in the, uh, the hope that it would make other people want that feeling themselves and actually get off their backsides and do stuff i don't necessarily mean going trail running or to the gym or whatever else but do something you know, no matter how busy your job is or your life is or whatever else, I know that you're going to feel a thousand times better as a result of of doing this kind of thing. Um, and if I can encourage people to do that, you know, then 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 that that for me is is my new purpose. That's what that's what I am now all about. You know, doing that and sharing it with others.
1: I have one more question, and I know you know. If you see, we we, we starting to run out of time, but you said it earlier. and I uh, took a note here. You said it's fi- it's fifty. You know, you turn fifty. It's fifty halfway, or you said you know you you went halfway. And that, and, and funny enough, I you know always think of these things very timely. I, I said that to my wife this week. I said, you know, I'm going to be forty six. Given my dad just turned eighty, and my grandparents were all over ninety. You know, I I I've probably got more left than I've lived. You know, everything going well. You know, that's what. Um, but do do you think, as as we get older, as we get to midlife, and whether it's fifty, forty-five, or you know, fifty-five, it doesn't matter. We kind of start thinking, what are we missing out on? You know, we don't have as much time left. Like, what what did we waste all our time with? You know, the spreadsheets and everything else, and and not, not focus on the things we really want. So a very philosophical question to the end of the podcast. But... <laughs>
0: well, I, I can answer that from my own personal perspective, which was, you know, I, I, m- mortality struck, you know, for the first time really in my life, I realized that, you know, there's a finite amount of time that I've got left. And I kind of knew that the way that I was living back then, in all likelihood, that time wouldn't be as long as it could be, you know nothing nothing drastic but in it i I wasn't being the looking after myself in a way that would help me have good a good quality and quantity of years and yeah i realized that the clock was ticking that made me want to kind of just get more out of however many days months years i've i I have got left and i think now you know i'm 53 now so looking back at, at the last four years you know, as as far as I can remember, they're they're the best four years I've had. I've enjoyed them much, much more. No matter how good you know the you know my working career was, um, and even my teens and you know my childhood, I really remember feeling as good as I do now. And you know, if I was to get knocked down by the proverbial bus tomorrow, then at least I know that I've spent the last four years doing what I wanted to do. Being father want to be the husband that i want to be and and doing what i want to do to help other people to to you know kind of um make their lives a bit better as well well i mean we always
2: say it but i wish we had more time i mean i think you know well again it's almost like we start touching on the deep the deep bits um just as we're running out of time but um i mean well So, do you want to tell us uh, where people can find out more about you, if they, uh, well, if they want to get as ripped as you? But I mean, you know, and (laughs) again, again, you know, like say I was ripped, you know, I think we're we're missing the point there, aren't we? It's you know, it's how it makes you feel, and then the side
0: effects are that you look great. Um, Yeah, it really is that. So, you know, um, I have a a brand which is um, fit in midlife. You can find that on Instagram and on. Uh, tiktok primarily which amazed me um because you know I, I, my son uses tiktok i never thought of ever going on you know yeah. and then i my personal training uh brand and coaching brand is um new you coaching which you can uh you there's websites and you can find that on uh, social media as well so new you Okay. Well, we'll
2: obviously include those links in the show notes. But yeah, uh, once again, another great episode. Thanks very much for your time, Jason. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's been a great a great
0: chat. Okay, thank you. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Feel free to reach out to Folker or David via our website, www.manupdown.com, or podcast at manupdown.com with any feedback or to let us know what topics you'd like us to cover in the future. Hear you again soon.